The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, power horse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to help fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. Plus, when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. The phenomenal Football Friday edition of You Better, You Better Rolls on. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley here with you on the BetQL Network. 60 more minutes today uh, on our stadium simulcast. Two more hours in the show, and uh, it's going to be an awesome two hours, as per usual, any day, but especially on Phenomenal Football Fridays. 60 minutes from now starts the final hour, the power hour of the program, featuring all our bets for tonight in the NBA and the National Hockey League and our NFL bets for the weekend, the three games coming up tomorrow on Saturday, and then the full slate, Week 15, NFL Sunday, and a special Prop King edition, obviously, for the Saturday games coming up tomorrow. 20 minutes from now, our pal Brad Evans stops by. Brad will give us his favorite props for Week 15 in the NFL. 40 minutes from now, we will take your favorite bets for the weekend. You, the people watching the show on YouTube and Twitch. So, right in the chat what your favorite bet is for football this weekend. Tell us why you like it, and Ken and I will give you a shout-out on the show, and we'll talk about whether we like or dislike your bet, which doesn't mean it, uh, w- it will win or not win. Just like, well, we'll tell you <laughs> what we think boo. of it. Boo. I'll just do yeah, that as Nick bet gives sucks, you man. this explanation. Boo. Man, what a moron. Tomatoes would... at the screen. Be good. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what a moron. Who would bet that? Sign the guy that bet Chargers plus three last night. <laughs> yeah. but Quentin before Johnson we... overs. That's me throwing <laughs> but, tomatoes. But... Yeah. But it's me. Hi, I bet the Chargers. It's me. I am the problem. Uh, I'm definitely the problem. Big big time, I'm the problem. Uh, Before we get to all of that, though, how great is this? So UFC 296 is coming up this weekend, uh, highlighted by a major welterweight championship fight in the main event. And there's no one better that we could bring on the show to break down UFC, to break down all of combat sports, the preeminent combat sports journalist in the country. Nay, I say the world. He is the bod that guides the pod, the mast that guides the cast. You know his name, damn it. He is the 
Brian Campbell. You watch Brian on Morning Combat with Luke Thomas a couple times a week on YouTube. The show is wildly popular and wildly successful. If you like combat sports, you have to check out Morning Combat. Combat's both the K like Mortal Kombat. Get it? I, I like the gimmick. Does great work for our friends at Showtime. You can also watch him break down all things combat sports on CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ, on Twitter at B Campbell. We've been friends for a long time. My friend, welcome back to You Better You Bet. It's Nick and Ken. It is great to have you on the show. How's it going? Uh, I love the old school intro from our wrestling podcast days right there, Nick. So fired up to see you as always. Uh, man, the, the golden Greek God tatted up, married, the hair flowing. I mean, you know, he's all grown up and I'm loving it, you know. And a little Greek goddess on the way, too. We made that announcement on the show a few oh, weeks oh. ago. So I'm going to be just it's more Costos is all the time. Uh, yeah, Thanks, buddy. But have, having you on obviously brian because it's like huge huge ufc fight a card coming up this weekend just kind of like contextualize this for us like i am very not out on ufc just like not as in the know as like people like you come on the show and obviously can talk about this stuff so ufc 296 like is this like put this in the context of the events you know 2023 is this one of the biggest events like kind of sell this for people because i think when we start getting some bets and some angles here like this might be something that people are really interested in checking out yeah, absolutely. Look, it's been a weird year for UFC. They can certainly tout financially the, the destruction they can continue to cause around combat sports and Endeavor, TKO Holding Group, which is now WWE and UFC merged together. Financially, it's been great from a main event, co-main event standpoint. They've delivered. There's been other PR issues. There's a lot of power slap going on. And boy, do I think the matchmaking top to bottom maybe gone in the other direction but maybe that's an argument for another time what we do have here this saturday in las vegas is the final event of the year for the ufc also the final pay-per-view event and really the calling card of this one was the depth you don't have certainly from a you know pay-per-view by standpoint maybe uh some household names across the board you do have the colby covington the biggest villain in the game of course in the main event for a reason the depth unfortunately of this card did take a hit where really the showcase of this card was the welterweight division champion leon edwards making his second defense after the three fight series with kamaru usman concluded welcoming back colby covington former interim champion fighting for the championship at welterweight for the third time overall there's a bevy of future welterweights on the rise that were originally on this card. One of them, of course, we'll probably get to an undefeated Shakat Rachmanov. Unfortunately, two other welterweights had to pull out of fights due to an illness going around that led to pneumonia, including Ian Gary, who has been in the news a lot more for being a bad teammate and maybe being a cuck, although I'm not saying that, right? I don't even know if I can use that word on this show, but that's <laughs> what the headlines are telling me. But look, this is still a very strong card. A lot of fan interest from the Colby Covington trash talk to the Tony Ferguson, Patty Pimblett matchup. But all in all, I'd say, look, this is a great way to close the calendar year for the UFC. And whether you love Colby Covington, whether you hate him, I don't know if you guys saw Thursday's press conference. He turned that thing upside down. There were jokes about pedophilia. There were jokes about dead fathers. There were also a lot of USA chants. Uh, look, MMA's weird in 2023. You can't keep the politics out of it. You can't keep the BS out of it. But they're going to fight Saturday night in Las Vegas, and there are some very close matchups on the main card. So shout out to the UFC matchmakers. All right, BC. So let's 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 let's, let's keep let's keep adjusting the answer. bets and like who's going to win these yeah, fights. Was, there was a lot, a lot, lot going on there. But a lot apparently, there. I should be paid. He's just reporting. To be fair, he's just reporting what's happening. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you guys okay yeah. that Ian Gary's wife's ex-husband still lives in their house? That's what the internet is saying. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm not going to judge. Oh <laughs> yeah, well. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, well, fair, the internet's saying enough. it. 
Yeah, right. Fair yes. enough. All right, BC. Let's talk about the fights coming up, and let's start with the main event, right? With Leon Edwards against Colby Covington, who's like a pair, like a, like a mega heel. Sounds like here. Edwards is the favorite, minus one sixty at BetMGM. Covington at plus one thirty. And BC, obviously, there's a bunch of different ways you can play the fight. Like, who's going to win? How many rounds? Like, will it go to a decision or not? Like, like will it be a knockout, etc.? How are you looking to play the main event coming up of UFC two ninety six? Look, Vegas is always right, and I understand that. And But at the end of the day, I don't necessarily fully understand why this fight is so close in the odds. And let me be fair here. Colby Covington is durable, and you can love him or hate him. His wrestling is top-notch. But this is a fighter who is most famous for his performances in two title-losing fights against Kamaru Usman, two fights that he fought his ass off, two fights that he helped really sell through the hatred between them. But Colby Covington's also not a finisher, and if there's criticism against them, a lot of people will say something that actually is fact. He hasn't beat a ranked welterweight since 2019, going back to Rafael Dos Anjos. So he's kept himself in the news, largely fighting once a year, by being that heel and being that villain. villain. So what does he do great, of course? Bringing the fight to the ground, keeping you there, high-volume striking, and really has some of the best cardio in the sport. Also an incredible chin, so the idea of this fight going the distance certainly leans in that favor. But what about Covington coming over the top and winning the fight? That's really where I have the issue on this line being so close. He's not a finisher. He's never been known as a striker more than just the volume. Yeah, volume, he can back you up. He can overwhelm you. But can you finish a guy like Leon Edwards, a guy that we have underrated along this journey to him finally getting the title shot, which of course was that rematch with Kamara Usman, right? The last time Rocky Edwards, that's his nickname, lost. You got to go back to 2015 the first time he fought Kamara Usman. A 12-fight unbeaten streak since then. But when he finally got that championship opportunity, he said the three words, headshot dead. He landed the high kick in the fifth round that knocked out Usman, who was pound for pound king at the time, undefeated, and he followed it up in the immediate rematch, which was their trilogy fight. And that's the last time we saw him, a competitive but clean decision across the board. What makes Rocky Edwards great? Well, how about this? He's well-rounded completely across the board. And that's something maybe that we held against him and not realizing on his initial rise how good he is. But poise is a huge part of his game. Timing, speed, but most importantly, he doesn't make mistakes. So we're looking at a Colby Covington who could he take Edwards down? Yes. So did Kamara Usman at times. But Covington also not known for a great top game from the standpoint of delivering damage. Covington is about wearing you out, controlling the terms of the fight, not lay and pray, a term that is a negative term in the MMA sport. But yeah, he could take this fight to the ground. But is he a submission threat? No. Is he a big ground and pound knockout threat? No. So is this fight going to go the distance? Probably. But I really think across the board, Leon Edwards is just too talented, too poised. And maybe we missed it on the way up. But this guy's Rocky story has been incredible. He's still in his peak of his absolute prime now in his second title defense. I like Leon Edwards to win, but the real sort of, you know, piss in the water. I, I don't know. That's a bad. I, I don't know now. What analogy I'm going for here. But I don't know if you guys saw the press conference on Thursday. But Colby Covington did dig dug deep, referenced uh, Edwards' late father, said he's going to send him to hell to meet him. All this BS stuff that led to Edwards throwing the bottle at him. God. Is that enough God. to get Leon Edwards off his game, guys? Or is that maybe enough to get Edwards to focus even deeper on trying to finish this guy? The better bet is that this goes the full five rounds because of Covington's chin and his gas tank. But Leon Edwards is a guy who I missed up along the way. And I'm here to smarten up and tell you, 
This guy's one of the five best fighters pound for pound in the entire world. This is a fight he should win. And with the motivation even deeper now to shut Colby Covington the hell up, even with Donald Trump in attendance, which Covington says, I don't lose when Trump's in the building. I think this time he will Saturday night. Give me Edwards by decision. I mean, there's there's a lot going on here. <laughs> there's like really like the best part is it's like a six minute answer that ends with like, and by the way, Donald Trump's in attendance. So like maybe that's it. I mean, we have like we had everything there. Uh, minus 175 for the fight to go to the distance uh, to Brian's point about like that's the market expects it. But I think Brian's kind of saying maybe that the price should be a little more than that. Like maybe it's going to go the distance a little more often than that. You mentioned the welterweight division, Brian. We only have about like three, four minutes left. So maybe just 60 seconds on kind of the other big. And you mentioned this fighter, Shavkat Rachmanov. I, mean, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I just tried to listen to how, how you pronounce it. I think he composed a bunch of stuff. Uh, and and Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who was like when I when I liked the UFC a lot, like 10 years ago was a big deal. So I, I can't imagine how old he is at this point. And I guess to that point, he's a huge underdog in the fight. So in about 60 seconds, Rachmanov against Thompson, any reason to believe something something kind of funny could happen here? No, Thompson's a man. He's 40. We all love him. He's still in great shape. But look, Rachmanov's, what, 17-0 and 0 with 17 finishes? He, wear, he wears a hat made out of the dead fur of an animal that he killed himself. He comes from Kazakhstan, and he can beat you on the feet. He can submit you. He also can wrestle the hell out of you. Look for Shavkat Rachmanov to go to 18-0 and 0 with 18 stoppages, and Wonder Boy is durable. But that is the widest odds, meaning that the biggest uh, favorite on this card is Rachmanov. Guys, that's for a reason. Yes, he took too many punches last time against Jeff Neal, but he also finished him. He finishes everybody. Nine knockouts, eight submissions. He's going to continue that. Guys, the best bet on this whole card, by the way, old man Tony Ferguson against riser Patty Pimblett, who's a question mark if he's really all that good. I don't know where to lean there. You get some plus money on Tony Ferguson, but he's pushing 40. He's lost six in a row. He's taken crazy damage, but the trash talk between these two does make this an interesting crossroads fight. That's the one that's going to be the hardest to touch. Is Tony Ferguson motivated enough to shut Patty the hell up? That's also a close fight on this main card that's worth looking at. BC, we got about two minutes to go here. Any, uh, you, you gave us thoughts on a couple fights there. Give us one more fight coming up on uh, UFC 296 this weekend in Vegas. One more fight that you feel really confident in the winner. Set the stage for our audience here. I can provide the betting odds afterwards if you'd like here. But the fight that you're most interested in, that you feel most confident in, that we have not yet discussed, we have about 90 seconds for the answer, Max. Co-main event, 125 pounds, men's flyweight title. The champion is Alexandre Pantoja of Brazil. He just won it from Brandon Moreno in July. But to do that, he went through hell and back in probably what will be the fight of the year. Took crazy damage at age 33 and afterwards said, hey, dad, yeah, the dad that left me when I was a kid. Am I good enough for you now? Great moment in his career. But he's got raw dog Brandon Royval coming at him. Even though Pantoja submitted Royval in Royval's last loss two years ago, that loss changed Brandon Royval's life. He's not as reckless anymore. He's still a threat to finish you on the feet or submission. Will this fight be crazy? Yes. Will it be fireworks, which only the flyweight division can, can offer? Yes. But I would question putting the money on Pantoja here because of the damage he took in July. And sometimes when a fighter finally climbs that mountain and pours out the jug to do it, they lose the belt in that next fight because it's just too much that they poured out. I like Brandon Royval by upset here to get it done because now that he's pulled back the recklessness a little bit, the danger and the consistency is there. He's younger, he's hungry, and guys, his nickname is Raw Dog. Raw Dog Royval. Where I come from, if they call you that, you've earned it. 
guys, you've earned it. That's it. Uh, BC from BC from from uh, from the mean streets of Connecticut. Uh, so so there you have it. There. Royval. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, that, that is where he's from. Uh, Royval plus one fifty five in this fight against Pantoja coming up tomorrow night. So that's a the juicy underdog price for people. I'm trying to think of a joke that I can sell without getting fired, and probably not. No. BC, this was awesome, man. We love having you Wait, on the was show. Was I allowed to say uh, cuck earlier, or am I in trouble here? I what? mean, what's going on? You know? No, I think I think I think you're good. I think, I think so. you're fine. Well, Always good to say the fine. word again when you ask that question, though. That's always a really <laughs> yes, good idea. Like, I, I, mean, I don't know if it's okay to say this. Let me, let, me, let me keep saying it. Uh, BC is on Twitter, at B Campbell. You got to check out Morning Combat with Brian and Luke Thomas. And, like, you hear Brian, energetic, knowledgeable, knows what he's talking about. Really good stuff. Awesome. So check out Morning Combat. <laughs> yeah, uh, Showtime, CBS Sports. BC, you're the absolute best. We appreciate it. Stay well. Enjoy the fights. And we'll talk to you soon here on You Better You Bet. Thanks, buddies. <laughs> the bit, bit, That's just... <laughs> It's like, it's like tell us about Brian this fight. Well, uh, this guy was raised by wolves since he was eight, so like this will be pretty good. Like, what does this happen? Like, what? Well, it's like, well, well, well. In this fight, uh, it's two Russians going against each other. One killed the other's mother last week, and now the other one's right. out for yes. revenge. They're actually both currently on trial for crimes they committed at the press conference, which happened a couple days. Ago. Like, what? I don't understand. I don't understand how this happens every time. I gotta tell you, maybe we should be more into UFC. If this is what it is, man. <laughs> into the backstories. All right. God. All right, I guess the show make it a little more normal over, over the rest of it. Uh, your bets coming up from YouTube and Twitch to end the hour, but coming up next, let's get some prop bets. Week 15 in the National Football League. Brad Evans, our stadium teammate, stops by. Nick and Ken, you better you bet, rolls on right after this. 3rd down and 7. Play action from DeVito. End zone. Catch is made. Touchdown. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Oh, that highlight means one thing and only one thing. Brad Evans about to offend Italians nationwide. Brad will join us in just a second to give us a Tommy DeVito impersonation. We're looking forward to that and give us prop bets for Week 15 in the NFL. But as a reminder, right, for everyone watching the show on YouTube and Twitch, continue to send in your favorite football bet for the weekend. Ken and I will read them coming up next segment on the show 20 minutes from now. So it's the bet and the reason why you like it. Could be a side, a total, a prop, a parlay, teaser, whatever. Uh, Send it in. With your rationale, Ken and I will read it coming up in 20 minutes and talk about why we hate it or why we love it, which is not predictive of it winning or losing. Just, uh, you know, that's how we fill the segment. That's what we're going to do. Uh, power hour, final hour, 40 minutes from now, featuring all our bets, not only for tonight, but for the football weekend, week 15 NFL Sunday, the three games on Saturday, and a special Prop King segment for the three games coming up on Saturday. But joining us right now, giving us his prop bets for the weekends in the National Football League, is our stadium teammate, the great Brad Evans. You got to be checking out Brad and his teammates on Live on the Line, airing uh, noon Eastern time weekdays on Stadium. So for the people watching on Stadium right now, probably familiar. And if not, be sure to check it out. Noon Eastern, again on Stadium, Live on the Line, presented by our presenting sponsor, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. And you got to love that. Uh, Brad's sports betting podcast is The Fade Five. We encourage people to check that out and follow Brad on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. My friend, welcome back to the show. Happy week 15 in the NFL to you and yours. Hola, amigo. Hola, amigos. Today, it's me. It's Tommy DeVito. No. Let's get after it. <laughs> so, it's just like, oh, no. Oh, no. This again. Yeah, let's. I was going to ask you about college basketball. Let's just do that game first uh, so that you can offend yeah, the most it. amount of people in the, the least amount of time. Sure. So the, the Giants, the Giants go to New Orleans off off. 
off their uh they're actually like really good win over the packers uh they go to new orleans to take on the saints saints are i think actually like everywhere now kind of like five and a half in the game there were sixes yesterday so saints still favored but by only five and a half points the total in the game is 39 tommy devito remains the giant starting quarterback so you can do your whole shtick here brad what do we like in this game well, I mean, obviously, I got to lean here to the Giants because of Tommy DeVito uh, at the plus five and a half. I think the you know, spread's a little bit too high, and some people may say, well, they're riding the highest of highs are going to come crashing and burning down. Uh, but the Saints are a bit of a mess right now. Uh, defensively, they've lost a myriad key players, uh, especially Marshawn Lattimore there in that secondary, uh, amongst other places. So, you know, I think New Orleans, a uh, team that's going to come out with a wrecking ball and destroy the feel-good sports story maybe of the entire year and it's yeah baby me tommy cutlets and of course i got some action on him and an sgp uh, i took him uh down to 20 uh rushing yards so 20 more rushing yards and then devito just one passing touchdown to put those two together at bed and gym that is a cool kind of a crazy plus 120 uh devito's throwing a passing touchdown every single start he's had this season and again that's state secondary right now uh seen it's better days uh really come unraveled uh, overall, uh, especially again, mission um, their their key player there and uh, Marshawn Lattimore. And then you look at Devito and what he's done on the ground. You know, seventy plus last week, as we all bear witness to. One of the prime time lights in New Orleans, shockingly, has been taken advantage of uh, in the trenches and working outside the tackle backs uh, to rushing quarterbacks. They give it up twenty seven point three rushing yards per game to QBs. Eight signal callers, to be exact, have gone for at least twenty yards on the ground against them. So so again, to recap, to recap, gents, uh, Tommy DeVito, uh, 20 or more rush yards. Tommy DeVito, one or more passing touchdowns. And bada bing, bada boom, plus 120 there at BetMGM. I did like that we threw the bottom bing there in the end. It was really yeah, good stuff from Brad. That was mild All right. by Brad Sanders. Yeah, but see, that was not bad. Yeah, that is a game on Sunday, Brad. We got three games coming up on Saturday, and like yeah. and like uh, the guys on our show put a bunch of uh, a bunch of your bets in. Nothing listed here from the Vikings Bengals game. I'm guessing you have something from that game. If not, we can go right to the uh, the Colts and the Steelers. But if not, I think people would really like to hear your thoughts on the three Saturday games. So let's start. Any bets you have with the Vikings and Bengals, and if you don't have anything there, we can go right to Indy and Pittsburgh. No, I do, honestly, and uh, I'm a biased uh, ILL fan, and guys, I'm going to show this to you, and our stadium folks are going to see it. I actually have Chase Brown branded maple syrup. Uh, he is a Canadian, <laughs> the University of Illinois made these. They sent me a whole bunch of them last year, so naturally, no, I'm not going to drink this on air because, uh, you know, I could pass out as a result, but... Uh, I think Chase Brown is an extraordinary value right now in the anytime touchdown market. Uh, now, there's no rushing props out there, no receiving yards props out there on him, but his role is growing. He played 28.3% of the snaps last week. Uh, you saw him score his first NFL touchdown in spectacular fashion on a 40-plus receiving yards play, and that's where he can really uh, you know, butter the bread. A guy that is sensational on the backfield as a pass catcher. He's got jets for feet, and he look at Minnesota. If you're going to take advantage of them, it's not between the tackles and between the hash marks. It's working outside that tackle box. So uh, knowing uh, Jake Browning's propensity for checking down, uh, whether Joe Mixon or to Chase Brown, in this case, Brown uh, got it at plus 300 at BetMGM earlier today on him for an anytime touchdown. Could be back-to-back -back weeks. He splashes six. So that's the action I have in that game. 
Brad, we can go then to, to Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. A little bit of action on, on Pittsburgh earlier in the week when they found out that, that Watt and Highsmith were both going to play like super impactful players. Kind of, I think it's caused the total to kind of stay the same too. Nick and I both like the over in this game, 42, 42 and a half. Colts, yeah. a small favorite. Playoff positioning, playoff spots, like a, a huge part of this. Uh, what do we like here, side total or props? Uh, I can't ignore Michael Pittman, what he's done the box score. I mean, he is living a serious boom right now. Uh, so in the all-line market, I, I took his receptions up to seven and a half and slammed the over. I got a plus 122 on that juice. And yeah, I worked the shoulders because I got seduced by that juice. I know uh, Porter has been sensational in the coverage, and he could uh, ultimately try to shadow Pittman. Uh, there's a lot of tunnel vision going on between Garter Minshew and uh, the Heidi wide receiver. Uh, you look here, what they've done on the entire season, I mean, Pittman, Averaging over 10 targets per game, so he's been a, a bit of a target hog. He is number one as well in total route wins, so getting that separation away from the defenders uh, routinely. And he has gone over seven and a half receptions in six straight games. Uh, so, again, high volume could be a bit of a shootout affair. I don't care who's covering him, whether it's going to be Porter or occasionally Levi Wallace. Oh, it's actually going to be Wallace on occasion because he's given up over 100 pass array to his assignments. I love Michael Pittman investments in this game in particular with the receptions props. So, uh, that's where I kind of second my greenbacks on that action. I also like Najee Harris over on rush attempts. I grabbed it like a 13 and a half. Uh, kind of shop around on that, but uh, I think he's going to be a busy man in the trenches uh, in a game, again, that should be nip and tuck. So as long as Pittsburgh hangs tough in this game, and I believe they will, uh, even with Trubiscuits there at the controls, I think Najee Harris will be a workhorse there on the ground. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Phenomenal Football Friday, getting bets, prop bets, Week 15 in the National Football League with our friend Brad Evans, our stadium teammate, live on the line, noon Eastern, weekdays on Stadium, Fade 5 Podcast on Twitter, at Noisy Huevos. Brad, the Saturday night game, Saturday night's main events. Uh, Lions and the Broncos from Motown, anything here? Yeah. Oh, God, I got way too much, honestly. Uh, it's mandatory that it takes something on David Montgomery. Mandatory Montgomery at Jackals. Uh, anytime touchdown there. And if you want to parlay that with the Lions straight up with the money line, this seems like kind of a get-right spot for them. Uh, I would do that. Or maybe you take the total down and hit the over. I kind of like the over on the standard total. Uh, last I saw it, there was a 48.5. Hell, I play that sucker up to like 51.5, 52.5. This game could be the highest-scoring affair of the entire weekend of NFL games. They're not going to go full Raiders Chargers like we witnessed last night, uh, but it could wind up in the 60s in this one. Uh, so yeah, I love Dave Montgomery in that anytime touchdown market, so uh, see what you can get on that, and, and again, if you want to parlay with something, reduce the juice and get seduced by the juice, I totally, absolutely recommend it. Elsewhere in that game, Sam Laporta is going to do some serious work, because the Denver Broncos are allergic to covering the middle of the field and trying to contain opposing tight ends. I took him on the over at 46 and a half receiving hours at Pet MGM. I took him on the over as well on four and a half receptions. You want to put that together in SGP? Certainly would support it. Denver number 20 in EPA pass defense and giving up 6.2 catches per game and over 69 receiving yards per game just to the tight end position. And you know, Jared Goff loves to look Laporta's way, averaging 7.1 targets per game. He's also number seven in yards per route run. So I have like four or five other tickets open in this game. Go to the spreadsheet. Uh, they're always free, always transparent. They're at Noisy Huevos on the X, where I'm trying to give it to you to get all my action in what should be a delightful game between the Broncos and the Lions. 
Anytime you can fold in DMX, it's always a it's always a really good thing. Uh, Falcons <laughs> Panthers, Brad. A game we we haven't spent a ton of time on this week because the line hasn't really moved at all. I think it's been interesting to some people. Like the Falcons are just a three point road favorite over like just the worst team you could possibly imagine in, in Bryce Young and the Panthers. Uh, the total thirty three and a half, so not a lot expected here. Falcons expected to win, just kind of by how much. Uh, what do you make of this game? Uh, big and a whole lot of Bijan Robinson, and hopefully Arthur Smith will not have his hair, uh, uh, his head, I should say, uh, wedged in his posterior and actually feed Bijan the rock. Uh, and he only got 10 rush attempts last week. Uh, that was exactly what he mirrored in the first match between these two teams way back in week one. Only had 10 carries in that one. Minimum minimum i'm begging you arthur smith to give Bijan robinson at least 14 carries in this game that is kind of the magic number that we're all shooting for if he gets that i think he's going to crush the over on his rush yards prop at 63 and a half available there at bet mgm at a standard juice why because carolina is the worst run defense according to rush epa data dead last in that category in the nfl giving up 4.55 yards per carry and over 109 rush yards per game just to the running back position we know that Bijan is a do-it-all. Uh, he's running behind a plus offensive line and really a ground-and-pound first offense. So Bijan Robinson over on 63-and-a-half of rushing yards, and let's correlate, synergize, and bring it all together, gentlemen. If I feel he's going to hit the over on that, I think he's going to lead this game in rush yards, which you can grab at plus money, plus 105 right now at BetMGM. Brad, let's go to the biggest game of the day, biggest game of the week in the National Football League, the Bills and the Cowboys from Western New York. I'm guessing you'll have some action here with Buffalo and Dallas. What is it and why? Uh, yeah, I'm going to look at the quarterback markets. I, I mean, I, I I like the Bills just straight up in this game, honestly. I think they're going to cover the spread, too, as well. Uh, this is a bad spot, ultimately, for the Dallas Cowboys, who have uh, really feasted on the meek here of late. Uh, and I think they're uh, maybe going to so, show some of their true colors in this one and take a step back as the Bills uh, seem to get right. They seem to be motivated. I think they're going to get the dub and the cover. But I do with the SGP market like Dak Prescott, two or more any kind of touchdown and I also parlayed that with Josh Allen two or more any kind of touchdown on the ground or through the air that's even money right now at bed MGM you look at Dak he's on this through the air actually in seven straight games and the Bills have allowed a quarterback to go for at least two or more touchdowns in five of their last seven you look at uh, Dallas uh, they are an incredible defense there according to the advanced analytics through the air but Josh Allen has gotten two or more touchdowns any variety in 10 straight games and of course they're playing in the in front of the full throat uh, 70,000 fans in western New York uh, I think he's really going to feed off that so two or more any kind of score for Dak and Josh on to put those together even Steven plus 100 at Bet MGM Brad, like a, a minute, 90 seconds to go here. I was going to hit on a specific game like the Ravens. I know you have a bet in that game, but just really like one yeah. or two of your other favorite bets. You can go to whatever game you like here. we got about a minute to go. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, there are a number of bets I really love, and the one that just opened up at BetMGM, and I couldn't believe it, it was a plus 100, is Jerome Ford uh, taking on my Chicago Bears over two and a half receptions. Uh, I think he's going to be a busy man because Joe Flacco has a propensity for checking down. Uh, as one of the leaders here last couple of weeks in that category. The Bears just refuse to defend the short field of pass-catching backs. Uh, here's the evidence. 6.1 receptions per game. They've given up 57 and a half receiving yards per 
per game they have allowed as well. The most in the NFL to the running back position in that category. Ford's uh, averaging close to 16 routes per game. Yeah, he's only catching 70% of his attempts with the last three weeks. 16 targets, 12 catches, 78 yards. So if you want to take the over the receiving yards at 14 and a half, I fully support that. But my money is stacked up on the over receptions, two and a half. Again, plus 100. Here's a brief case of cash, BetMGM. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll also take the brief case of cash. Uh, Brad, let's Dealer close no with deal. this. Brad, a huge college basketball better, fan, etc. cetera. Uh, you got a college basketball bet for us either tonight, this weekend, anything that you like, Brad? We have about 30 seconds. I'll go quick here. I love the game tonight between the Zags and also UConn. On the SGP, I'm going to do this. Take Gonzaga up to plus 10. I'm going to take the total down uh, to 145 and hit that over. You can get that right now at plus 110. At least that's what I grabbed at it. Gonzaga's going to bounce back. Uh, difficult loss uh, against uh, Washington, which they squandered a 10-point lead at halftime. I think they're going to push UConn limit in that cross-country trek for them on uh, finals week. And Purdue. Purdue on Saturday against Arizona. That game is in Indy. I think they're more balancing, the better team. They have size as Arizona to try to compete with Zach Eady, but the guards will be the difference of the Boilers. Boiler up! I will lay the point and a half. That is it. And what an open at there at BetMGM. Brad, we appreciate it, man. Great job, as always, on the show. Uh, if you like Brad and you haven't checked out Live on the Line, rectify this error. Live on the Line, weekdays, noon Eastern on Stadium. Brad's podcast is The Fade Five. He is on Twitter at Noisy Huevos. My friend, good luck with all the wagers. Stay well, and we'll talk to you next week. Go Zags! I'm out! Let's go Zags. Love it. I like the Purdue thought also. That's great great day tomorrow on College Hoops, by the way. Brad and I were talking uh, right before he came on. It's like uh, North Carolina, Kentucky, Purdue, Arizona. There's a ton of good stuff tomorrow I didn't realize. You know, you know, the, the, the parlay I'll be cashing is the Christmas shopping with my wife trying not to get divorced. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Uh, on the other side, your plays for the weekend on YouTube and Twitch to wrap up hour number three. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. <laughs> this is our final segment for the day on Stadium. If you're watching us on Stadium right now, at the end of the segment, head on over to Twitch, twitch.tv backslash betql, uh, for all our bets for tonight in the NBA and the National Hockey League, and then all our bets for tomorrow in the National Football League. Three games, Vikings and Bengals, Colts, Steelers, Broncos and Lions, and then the full slate on NFL Sunday. We'll also give you a very special Prop King segment for the three games tomorrow. Um, Kane Wangwu, anytime touchdown, will absolutely make the card with Alexander Madison out. Duh. I hope people like... Like wouldn't even need me to say that. Then they would just know it, that that was going to happen. With Ty Chandler serving as the lead, Kane Wong Wu behind him. So all of our bets for tonight coming up power hour, final hour. So again, watching on stadium, twitch.tv backslash betql to check out the final hour of the show at the end of this segment. Now speaking of Twitch, uh, twitch.tv backslash betql, um, youtube.com backslash odyssey sports. We've been asking you guys for the last couple of phenomenal football Fridays to tell us your favorite football bet for the weekend the rationale behind it, and uh, the answers have been awesome. We've really enjoyed it the last couple of weeks. Um, we'll bring Alex on in a second, and Alex is going to give us your questions and uh, your bets for today, for the weekend, obviously. And the plan, just to reiterate, said this a couple times already, but just to reiterate, is we're going to do more of this, right, as we move out of football season into the football offseason, right, with more NBA and NHL and baseball, college hoops, NCAA tournament. So we're only going to ramp this up. This is like kind of like dipping our toe into the water. Uh, we're going to be submerged at some point in social content or close to it or whatever. So uh, let's uh, 
let's let's hit up the DGen corner here, Jake, and then Alex will read us some questions. Help! Help! I need directions to Bing Bong Bay. Yes, but the only way to get there is to stop at the DGen corner. All right. Our host is our executive producer, Alex Fasano, who will be reading again, YouTube and Twitch. Uh, keep sending them in, by the way. Uh, it's probably going to be the only segments, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how good they are. Alex, go ahead and yeah. uh, hit, lay, lay a couple of them on us. All right, let's start from the YouTube chat. This is coming to us from Scott Dobish. He's taken Dallas Goddard over 42 and a half receiving yards versus the Seahawks. Why? Well, anytime you could spite bet against Jamal Adams, you simply have to do it. Also, it's likely Witherspoon and Woolen matched on Smith and Brown, which could lead to Goddard being a prime target. I, I don't hate it at all. I'm, and, and I and I, I hate Jamal Adams, one of the biggest jerks in like, the world, period. <laughs> so so I kind of like it. And look, like I played Goddard over last week, and it didn't hit, which is really— and they just got they got smashed in the game. It just kind of like got away yeah. from the Eagles. Um, I, I, I think it's a good scoring environment here. I'll tell you what, I'm— I, I, I think the Seahawks might win on Monday night. Uh, that My preferred bet wow. is going to be Seattle at, Seattle at a number above three. I need three and a half at least to make the bet. So I think it's like in between three and three and a half right now. I haven't done my prop work yet on the Monday night game. Let me get to Saturday first. But I certainly like the thought. I wouldn't be surprised if that bet actually ended up hitting, Ken. Yeah, and uh, he mentioned Witherspoon there. I think like a lot of, you know, people that I talked to were like, oh, like, uh, yeah, bet awards. Like, oh, Jalen Carter and Witherspoon, like, playing each other for defensive rookie of the year. It'd be like, if Witherspoon had three interceptions, I'm not sure he'd beat Jalen Carter at this point, just with the way the statistics have set up the whole year. I We didn't do defensive rookie yesterday. I got a couple notes about it. Just like, if Will Anderson's going to be out for the rest of the season or for a long time, then it feels like it's done. Anderson was like the only player that I really wanted, I think, to try to beat Carter because he could outpace him in sacks. Um, there's a couple other players that are kind of interesting, but probably to do next week. And I, and I and like and CBS does a great job with this, and like I'll just give them a shout out because you can like search this like like tight end like tight ends versus defenses. So and this is keyed by Kittle. Like four for seventy nine last week, seven for eighty nine, and that's mostly Jake Ferguson in the Cowboys game. Uh, a pretty good before that and the, the first Niners game, but like that was like it, it, it's like roll the dice and who in the Niners is going to kill you here. So they've gotten slammed the, uh, the last two games by tight ends and the Goddard number pretty low at forty two and a half. I, I I don't hate it, and also we get to bet against Jamal Adams. Hashtag, yikes, Alex. What's next? All right, next we got one from the Twitch chat. This is coming to us from T Woods 0305. He's taking the Broncos over nine and a half second half points. Why? A weak Lions defense, and the Broncos have gone over this in eight of their last ten games. Second half team. Also, also, also. Apparently, there's like an emergency of some kind by Alex's house where he's doing the. Also, apparently, this might be maybe this is Tiger Woods sending us a question too. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> just like uh, I'm trying to like I so. I, I think people notice stuff like this a lot and I I have one of these like kind of like how a team has been all year things for hockey bets tonight that's just like really stupid but I, I am going to bet it and I, I think it might win and see so I think in all these situations this might be a really good bet by the way this I'm not knocking the bet just like I try to figure out like why do I think this is happening like why do I think this is happening. And I, I guess like the, the like if you were trying to sell this to someone as like, no, no, they do this all the time. They like score a lot in the second half. The idea would probably be that like Sean Payton is really good at adjusting in the game. Doesn't have to be at halftime. Halftime's like overrated. It's more just like throughout the course of the game. Are they making adjustments? So the answer, the idea would be like, well, they have like maybe an all time coach 
and they're frequently facing not all-time coaches and defensive coordinators. So maybe they're able to adjust enough to like create an offensive game plan that works. That is a little bit of a stretch, like it requires a leap of faith, but could be an explanation for why that's hit so often. Um, just like a, a thought there. And, and honestly, like the home field advantage for the Lions is going to be significant. That's usually spread out early in the game in terms of just how home field advantage usually works. So maybe that maybe it works here too with the idea that you know, like usually home field advantage is dispersed more in like the first quarter. And to Ken's point, like Sean Payton maybe doesn't always go up against like Hall of Fame coaches. Uh, Aaron Glenn has kind of been like the whipping boy recently in Detroit, yeah. like defensive coordinator of the so. Lions. So it's so like Payton yeah. versus Glenn, you have the advantage to Sean Payton. You better you bet with Nick and Ken taking your bets for the weekend on YouTube and Twitch. Alex, what's next? All right, our next one also coming from the Twitch chat, BMW24333. He's taking the Dallas and Buffalo under 50 points. Why? Well, the weather is very likely to move that total down further, and the Cowboys' offense has been inflated based on facing bad defenses indoors the past few weeks. Hmm. What do you think, buddy? Uh, a few things. There are a few games... And I'll, the, my, the Florida games work like this, too, where the weather is at, at the drop of a hat. It's going to change, I feel like. So the Buffalo game, Jacksonville, Sunday night football, Miami, where Tyreek may not play against the Jets. Right now, the weather looks really bad in the Florida games. But every hour and like every couple hours when you refresh, it's kind of like not that bad. Maybe the fact that they're playing the Jacksonville game at night might end up saving the game. Basically, if it was during the day, I think it was going to be a disaster. And it looks like the rain and the wind like stop at nine o'clock, basically, or something like that. So that game might end up being normal. My point of all this is just December weather systems. And like he he could be right that like the total is just going to get bet down on the the expectation of bad weather. I, I agree with that happens all the time. We have that in a bunch of games going on. Um, but like that it has to be this way. Buffalo has always been like kind of, is it going to be impactful? Is it not? We don't really know yet. It's like more of a like Saturday night. You could probably look maybe before you just want, <laughs> you basically want to be in before Sunday morning. Everybody wakes up and the pregame shows are awful and everybody really jams it. Um, so that's possible. But I would just say like, it is not certain that the weather, there's nothing, there are no certainties in weather. On, th on Friday uh, for a game taking place on Sunday afternoon. Would just say, like, could be bad, maybe not. And the Dallas thing, though, is going to be really interesting. At home, billion points a game, terrible opponents, Dak splits are insane. This is different than that, to be fair, like, to this argument. Like, it is different than that. And it doesn't mean it has to play out this way. It does have to play out in a different way. But, yeah, like, I, you could make that argument. It's also a very high number. I do not want the under in the game. But I like I'm also not betting the over, I guess, to be fair. I just uh, I get the sense now with all the content we've kind of like had this week with guests coming on. First of all, everyone likes Buffalo in the game. There is not one person that likes Dallas. That does not have to be predictive. It's just an, it's just an observation. And the market's moved in that direction, too, to be fair. And like. We're really all just all in on Buffalo. That's like what this is. I just keep going. It's not even about Dallas almost for me in the game. It's like, look at look at what Buffalo's done all year as a body of work and be like, so the Chiefs game was just this magical, it waves everything away that happened right before it because they beat the Chiefs. Like what if Tyreek, what if Tyreek, what if uh, Tony catches the pass? Like then it's, then, then we feel totally differently. Like, I don't know, just like too much bullishness on Buffalo in this game. I, I might start thinking about that in Dallas at some point. I don't know. 
All right. Uh, I, I like Buffalo in the game also, so count, count me along with the rest of the morons on the Buffalo Bills coming up in this know. game. It this doesn't game have on to Sunday. morons. You know what I mean. Just I, well, like, I mean uh, yes, well, I'm doing it for entertainment value, yes. But who yes. have you seen bet Dallas? Who, like, who have we had on the show that likes Dallas? Who um, have you seen anywhere that likes Dallas? I don't think we've had one person on the show. I, I, and look, I don't want to go out of my way to consume stuff. I, I don't think I have either, to be fair. To be fair. 100%. Yeah, of the things that we yeah, consume. Yeah, that goes. Nobody wants the opposite side of this bet. Really? Like, really? Um, it is interesting. It's, I, it's, I, I understand why Buffalo is appealing. I just... Uh, they're, they're, they're just as flawed as Dallas's, And it's like people are overlooking their flaws and only focusing on Dallas's. Well, and thanks to uh, BMW for that. Uh, I don't know if that's his initials or he drives a BMW. I'm a BMW. So shout out to you, BMWs. Maybe. Uh, Alex, give us one more here to end the hour. All right, one more coming from the YouTube chat. Tom Martin. Shout out to Mr. Martin. He's taking Kevin Stefanski, Coach of the Year. A little future oh. for you guys. Why? Well, he's winning despite several quarterback changes due to injury or ineffectiveness. He's beaten some of the best teams. And the comparison Mr. Martin has is Bruce Arians back in 2014 with a similar story. Uh, all right, so Ken, this is obviously your domain here. Kevin Stefanski, Coach of the Year. Shout out to our guy, Tom Martin. Uh, can definitely happen. Would never say it can't happen. Uh, wait, I, did, I said three improvement coaches would win. If I had to pick like a fourth one, just like could maybe win, it would be like him or McCarthy. And McCarthy would have to run the table, obviously, and like start you know, guy an appendectomy and he still won the game against Philly. Like it's a pretty good narrative. There's a couple things I think that hurts Stefanski just a little bit. Well, I'd, I'd want to know like who he's up against. Like, is it if it's like Stefanski and they make the playoffs or like Shane Steichen makes the playoffs? I think people are going to vote for Steichen. If it's him or Sean Payton comes back from one and five, I think they're going to vote for Payton. But if like no, if none of the improvement guys make like Houston, Indy, Denver, they all lose. And it's like Cleveland, Buffalo. I don't even know if there's another team I can put in. A uh, Pittsburgh, I guess, would be the other team to put in in that situation. Then like, yeah, could see it. Uh, has won the award recently. And I actually do think that hurts because I think people always like the new thing. They always like something different. You know, this isn't. Like Ron Rivera is kind of the only guy that did it. And the second time he won 15 games, like where it's like this closely together that you win your second one. So I do actually think there's there's like not voter fatigue, but just like they want to vote for something different than this guy, even though it's really impressive. You also have the potential for Miles Garrett to win defensive player of the year to like reward this team or for Joe Flacco to win comeback player of the year to reward this team if they do what's required for Stefanski also. Listen, re really good submissions on the in the YouTube and Twitch chat. If we have time next hour, we'll get to more, and we'll address the people that we didn't get to in this in the next hour as well. But final hour, power hour coming up next. If you're watching on Stadium, twitch.tv backslash betql. All our bets for tonight and the football weekend. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.